With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. N-Y-Y-S-T. This is New York. Yankee Sports Talk. Swinging for the fences. Knock it out the park. This is New York. Yankee Sports Talk. Christian and Chris. Of course, SGR. This is New York. Yankee Sports Talk. Call me New York. Yankee Sports Talk, record, rain or shine, grab your shades and umbrellas, N-Y-Y-S-T, you're hanging with the fellas. Welcome back, this is episode 336 of the N-Y-Y-S-T podcast, we're live on N-Y-Y News TV, I'm your host Christian, and I'm with S-G-R. What up? And once again, sitting in with us of the designated spitters, Pete Simonetti. Pete, what's up, man? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Uh, Chris is uh, MIA tonight. He's doing yeah. all right, but uh, you know he's still recovering from his uh, his yanking hand injury. So uh, he does. He must do a lot of very very strong yanking over there. No, it's uh, you know I'm I'm uh, I'm right handed and everything, but he's lefty and then righty with, with you know. So I don't know, maybe a little crossfire little, little in situation. Little, little, little crossfire, crossfire hurricane. Okay, okay is it hurricane? Crossfire hurricane. Okay, hurricane okay, okay, go ahead. Huh? So uh, <laughs> we're live here. It's Monday night. Uh, the Yankees are off tonight. Uh, they just had an I'm going to call it this. They had an embarrassing homestand. Uh, they went two and four against the White Sox and the Red Sox. Uh, is a, the, You know, I'm not giving them the excuse that there was no Aaron Judge because they lost three of the four games they lost. They lost three to two. So, I mean, I get we're going to start off with this. Uh, the Yankees need to find a way to. Uh, no, actually, I don't want to start off with that. What I want to start off with okay. is uh, last night's game, okay? Because I didn't, I was tired last night. I didn't, get, I didn't really get into it on social media. I was busy today, didn't, so I didn't get into. It. So I got some things to say, okay? okay? Number one, when all you people tell me, you people, that, okay, okay, when you there's people there's tell there. me that we can't trade Glaber Torres, okay. Last night is the thing I'm bringing, you know, present your evidence, counselor. That's what I'm bringing to the table right there. This guy was flat out sleeping on the field. Okay. That, that allowed the base runner to get to second base. The Yankees cannot score runs. Okay. They're clinging to a two to one lead a gift two to one lead because Trevino hits the, the second base bag allows those two runs to score. The Yankees have a gift of these two runs. They can't score to save their life. Okay. Now Glaber Torres is not paying attention allows the runner to advance second base. Right. Okay. So that is right. case in point why we why we need to trade Glaber Torres, right? Okay, so you combine that with also the fact that are the Yankees committing to him long term? It I don't care what his WRC plus is, OPS plus is, save it for another day. Okay, these are the reasons why you have to trade Glaber Torres. Okay, so now 
obviously the friggin' run and the run uh the run and Jesus Christ, why can't I speak? That run ends up okay. scoring. Okay. 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 But he actually asked Aaron Boone an important question in the postgame last night. Aaron, Akon Glaber Torres allowing the runner to get into scoring position. And you know what Aaron Boone said? Well, we walked the next batter. Yep. That your response to your second baseman not paying attention to what the hell is happening on the field when your team can't score runs to save their life, that's your response. Well, we walked the next batter anyway. That has that is so inconsequential to what happened. Okay, because then you're subscribing as Michael K. I'm going to steal Michael Kism here. Then you're subscribing to the fallacy of the predetermined outcome. Do you know that you're definitely walking that next batter if Labor Torres is paying attention, holds the runner at first base? Do you definitely know that that runner, that that batter is walking there? We don't know. We don't know what the nope. outcome is. The fact <clears throat> of the matter is, this guy had his head up his ass again, wasn't paying attention in a crucial point in the game, and allowed a runner to get into scoring position. So you, as the friggin' manager, your response should not be, "Well, we walked the next <clears throat> batter." Your response yep. should be is I'm going to have a conversation with Glaber Torres about what happened there. You don't have to get any stronger than that, okay? I don't even need you to yell or scream or or say anything derogatory towards Glaber. Just tell me you're going to talk to him about what happened. Not give this guy a friggin' out that oh we walked the next batter. Well, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'll just chime in. On that, I mean, this is the the one of the biggest criticisms of Aaron Boone is that he holds nobody accountable. And you don't even have to always hold people accountable to the media and say, you know, what maybe, you know, some of us would like to say. Of course, we don't expect that. But he did it all year last year. That was one of my biggest beefs with him is I think the last game of the year is that game, if you guys remember, when Glaber struck out and the ball went all the way to the backstop and he never ran. And they just threw him out. And then Boone goes, he feels really bad about it. Like This is the... This is it's like you're talking to a you know a kindergarten. Hey, you know little Billy doesn't like his hand pulled. Don't do it no more. Hey, uh, Billy's mommy, he feels very bad about it. We had a conversation. It's the same shit with Boone, and that's why people say everybody in this team is is they just um you know they 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 lose a game and they go on a cupcake party, and that that's the biggest criticism that I always have with this club is that. It, it's it's like somebody right there in the chat just said, is tired of the soft Yankees, and that's more and more of what you're seeing. And in a situation like this, like you brought up, with Judge being out, can't have that shit happening. Can't have nothing like that. You got to play your best baseball. Whether guys are stepping up or not, you got to at least keep your damn head in the game. Don't let that stuff happen. And, and that is the biggest criticism I think Yankee fans do have legitimately with Glaber Torres is that he does it more than many people I remember because I'll be honest with you, like he gets that Cano comparison a lot. I don't remember Cano doing it in the field as much as to running the first base. I don't really remember Cano doing that in the field. I think it was more just, just how Cano looked in the field. He looked so nonchalant the way right. he played his second he was so base. Good. Yeah, he was just he was just a good second baseman. Now, do you think do you think Boone is having those conversations with you know, Torres in those moments behind closed doors. Is I that would something... sure as hell hope so. Yeah, bro. Right. And, if, and if he is, I got a question about how that team respects him. Right. Because if that's the case, it shouldn't continue to happen. That's right. I'm not even asking you, and I and I really think that in a situation like that, you have Volpe on the bench because he didn't come in in a game at that point. Mm -hmm. 
you pull Gleyber Torres off the field at that point. I'm not even asking for that, even though I would appreciate I would. it if you did that. But the first words out of your mouth are not to give this guy an excuse yep. or a pass. Like, oh, we walked the next batter. Who cares? What does that have anything to do with the fact that your second baseman is not paying attention, potentially yeah. costing this team runs? Well, it's it's like I it's like I was saying last year when we were making all the excuses. I said the scariest thing about this team making excuses is it's coming from leadership. It's right. not even coming from the players. And then you start hearing who doing it. Higgy starts making excuses. Severino mm. starts making excuses, and that's what's going to happen. It's a trickle down effect. And let, Pete, let's you don't be know real they, here. Well, you don't you don't know this, Pete, that they lost the ALCS because of the win last year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was the win. It was remember the remember the the Bregman. How did the how did that ball 91 miles an hour off the bat get out to left field? But judges off the wall mm. didn't get out. How did that happen? Mm. Oh, please make a better fucking pitch. How about that? Exactly. And then, okay, and then, oh my God, <clears throat> oh, I please, don't don't even... bring up Trevino. No, I have to. Trev... Okay, oh, I have God, to. It is. Oh. I have to. Pete, SGR, uh, it, me, I, how many combined years of watching baseball are, are sitting here having a conversation right now? Uh, conservatively, 120, 130 years combined that we've been sitting here watching baseball. I don't think I've ever seen a worst at bat. And this is, this, and this is taking into account John Carl Stanton in game four of the ALDS against Craig mm. Kimbrell. Okay. I'm <laughs> considering that as well. I don't think I've seen a worst at bat in my life. Yep. Bro, you, you, I saw it. I, I, <laughs> bro, two of those pitches were projected to hit him. If you looked yeah. at the game cast, yep, I got it up right here. They hit him if he doesn't swing yeah. the bat. The third pitch is right, right in his arm. Yeah. I said the other swing. day, I, I never seen somebody swing at a ball. that It's like he was one of those fucking samurais into a little, uh, where they're like, hey, I'm going to throw a bullet at you. You got to chop it in half. The thing was coming right to his tit. And he was like, I'm going to try to foul it off into the dugout. For what reason exactly? Like, what exactly are you really, like, somebody was like, he was probably going up to swing at anything to hit it. That's a horrible fucking idea. Like, why would that be your process? Oh, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to swing at everything and I'm going to just try to get a run. And then we go home. It's in, it's insanity. That, that was maybe Christian at SGR. Maybe you guys remember this at bat. I kind of compared it to it a little bit, but this to me is still worse. Do you remember back in the day when Manny was going through a bunch of problems with the Yank, with the, with the Red Sox and they pinch hit him to face Mariano Rivera. I remember. This. And he took three <laughs> strikes right down the Johnson and just walked back yeah. to the dugout. Yeah. I was like, yep, yeah, goodbye. Damn. That might be the closest thing I can remember to that at bat, but at least that at bat wasn't, it was bad, but it wasn't like pathetic. This at bat was pathetic. I want to give Trevino a pass because not, not for that, but like, because I feel like, especially last year and he had a walk off hit this year, like he kind of rises to the occasion in those spots. <laughs> he does. He does. Yeah, I think he, he was just definitely trying to make contact there, like Sim was saying, with the runner on third. You're trying, doing you're trying to do way fly. too much, man. Yeah. Like I understand it. All you gotta do is lift a fly ball, you get the run in, you, you tie the game, but my God, like I don't even have words. Like I'm I'm dumbfounded that a professional <clears throat> baseball player can did something like that. 
I kind of think it's, and you know, I hate, I hate kind of throwing this on Trevino, and not, not even just about last night. I think it's the entire season overall. Is Jose Trevino? I mean, maybe you guys agree or disagree. I've been saying it a lot recently. He's a backup catcher. Jose Trevino's oh, not sure a guy that's is. a starting Absolutely. catcher. And I'm sorry when, uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep banging this drum until he's up here. I don't understand the idea of Ben Rortvet being a AAA. I, I just don't get it. One, he's ex- he's exceptional defensively. And he could hit from the left side. The guy has an 1,000 OPS in AAA. He's hitting 340 in AAA. He's finally healthy. What What is the, the, the real reasoning behind leaving this guy? And I'm not saying get rid of get rid of Trevino. You got him for multiple years. Higashioka is going to be a free agent. I mean, at the end of the day, trade him for a AAA arm and, 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 and take the risk. If they feel it's a risk, take it. You know, a lot of the Yankee fans, he didn't know the Yankee system well. Here's why it's not at risk, in my opinion. Let's say he comes up, Rortvet and Rortvet gets hurt again. Well, you got Rodolfo Duran in AAA. You got Carlos Navias in AAA. Um, you got uh, Austin Wells in AA. It's not like Wait. the Yankees are short on catching. And, you're, and even, if they don't, up. even if they don't hit those guys, you're not getting any production out of the catching spot anyway. So Bingo. And somebody at- today said, but they, don't need, they, they shouldn't be looking. Well, guess what? When nobody else is hitting, yes, you do look at it. You have to There's look at from it. From Jose Trevino this year, right? Okay. 214 batting average of 566 OPS, 57 yeah. OPS plus. Average is 100, to, folks. I'm starting to get into OPS plus. I don't like stats that uh, make everything uniform. But I like that there's a league at like there's a definitive league average in OPS plus, right? So yes, you know correct. a number that you can look at. Fifty seven. It's miserable. It, it's I know I, I was actually talking about that the other day. It's terrible. I mean, he is his numbers this year are not he's not even an average offensive catcher. He's he's be, well below. And at least Higgy can hit for a little bit of pop every now and then, but neither one of these guys are are getting it done for the Yankees. That saves Jose Trevino is how good Garrett Cole is with him, right? So yeah. here's what I do if I'm running the Yankees. I say to Jose Trevino, listen, bro, I don't know what the fuck you were doing last night, but you've lost all your playing privileges, okay? We cannot start you three or four days a week. Go find out when Garrett Cole is pitching, sit next to him, and then get it behind the plate when he takes the mound. And then Higgy, it's been nice knowing you. Ben, Wartbet, yeah. you're my new starting mm-hmm. captain. Sure. Yeah. Hell, even if you even if you just say, look, man, that's a new platoon. You know, it's a new platoon. Ben, look, we want to see how you do against the righties first and, and you, you perform. We'll, we'll get you in there more. But I just don't feel like one of these guys should be given the opportunity to play every day on this team. And even with Judge back, who the hell else is still stepping up even when Judge is back? It's usually Judge. <laughs> and that's it. So I, I don't know why the Yankees are hesitant in this regard to say, we got all this other talent in the minor leagues at the catching position. Why are we sticking with these guys? It doesn't make sense to me. Look, and look, you can say whatever you want about Garrett Cole, but look, he likes throwing in Jose Trevino. Fine. I don't have a problem with that. But I agree. Oh, and I, it's not against Kyle Gashioka. I think Kyle Gashioka is a nice guy, and he, you know he. The Higgy bombs are cute, but he, he's a 4A player. It's what he is with a terrible throwing he's, arm. What he <laughs> what he is in reality, he's, he's a Yankees got two backup catchers. I mean, that that to me just really sums it up. And again, Reward Vitt is 25 years old. It, it's not like we're talking about a guy who's been a journeyman and he's hot in AAA. It's, it's not a Rob Brantley situation here. You know, th- this is a legitimate 
may, p- potential major league starting catcher. And he came it, up and he performed. That's the other it, crazy thing. Right. And the thing that baffles my mind about them just letting Rortvet rot down in Scranton is that he was acquired to be the starting catcher. Or one of the, or, Bingo. Or, or not, maybe not the starting catcher, but he was there. He was acquired to be on this team last year yep. and platoon with Kyle Gashioka. That's right. And now you have a situation here where you you might you need the offense. You're not getting anything out of these catchers. Your be- the best player in the world is is on the IL. You need to find a spark somewhere. He maybe he can provide it. And even if he doesn't, okay, you're not. What are you losing by not starting Trevino three or four days a week? What are you losing by getting rid of Kyle Higashioka? Nothing. Zero. You're literally losing nothing. And that's the point. It's not really a risk. You know, the the way the way it's a risk is if you don't have anybody in that system and you're going to have to go, you know, scour through uh, the, the waiver market to see who you can find as a catcher. They got a lot of them. They just got to take the move. And look, Hickey's been kind of uh, a little bit hotter as of late. Now's a good time. Maybe you get a pen on for him. Maybe you get a couple of AAA relievers that are having a good year. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a team out there that, you know, their catching situation is struggling and they go, you know what? Let's um let's let's try this guy out. He's been doing better as of late. He's played in New York. Let's try this guy. I think Trevino, there's somebody out there that'll say we'll take him. Trevino's played one more game than Higashioka. They had the same amount of home runs three. Higgy has more RBIs by four. And Higgy is batting uh he's batting uh two twenty-nine and he's at six sixty-seven OPS and an eighty-four in the OPS plus. So I mean he's closer. Being a league average player than Trevino, but I'm just saying that what sway what would win Trevino in this battle of who you get rid of is the control and the fact that Garrett Cole throws really well to him. So I mean, yep. I know, I know if you're Garrett Cole, right? But people, well, if you're Garrett Cole, you should be able to throw to anybody. Fine, great, but he likes throwing in this guy, so I don't want to mess with that. And that's and notice how much. And notice how much better Garrett Cole's been since Trevino came off the IL and he's been throwing to him again. So I right. mean, and that's all that counts at the end of the day. When you're Garrett Cole, you're allowed to make those decisions. So if Garrett Cole sits there and goes, "Look, yeah, just don't get rid of this guy," well, Higgy, sorry, uh, Higgy, sorry, you know, adios, shipping you off to the Marlins. <laughs> you know what? Well, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Vet's gonna be up. It just, it literally to me, just it, it, it truly makes no sense whatsoever. I don't, I don't get it. I, I can't have somebody sit in front of me and go, Pete. Here's the reason. It, it just doesn't add up. It doesn't add up to me on what the Yankees are thinking when it comes to the guys in trip, a couple of the guys in AAA that they just refuse to give a shot to. I don't understand it. And that, that to me is a is a glaring issue with this club. And it's it's every year we talk about this stuff every year. There's guys in AAA they won't give a shot, but. This year's a little different because you're talking about a kid like Peraza. You're talking about a guy like Rortvet. These are guys that were supposed to be on the club. And the Yankees are like, nah, it's okay. Let them let marinate longer. And even on a smaller level, right? You know, Billy McKinney was the move for Aaron, when Aaron Judge went on the IL. And yeah. he hasn't been. He's been okay. He's I don't have a problem with, with yeah, the way Billy good. McKinney's played. He's had a couple big hits. But my God, if you, why did you bring Estevan Florio back into the organization? The guy's got 14 home runs this year. Doing fantastic. And I, I just know. don't get it. Like, wh- wh- why the Yankees don't, we... don't have an outfielder either. Like on on the current roster right now, who do you have playing? They really don't have somebody that you look at and go, "Well, that's a real natural outfielder." They well, don't I even have Mc... it on the roster. I guess McKinney would be. 
McKinney's the only one. And he also was playing first base in AAA. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you look at who the best catcher would actually be, that they, the, the best outfield they actually have, the best outfield they have is Floriel. And it's not even, it really isn't close. And, you know, I guess the Yankees don't want to make that move maybe because they feel Bader is going to be back pretty quick. I don't know, man. I don't I if I don't know what you why you just don't give Florio a shot for two, three weeks while it judges out and see what he is. And if he strikes out fifty percent of the time, you DFA him, you don't bring him back, you move on. At least we got our answer yep. on it. It's that simple. So it's that simple. Unfortunately, uh, you know, we might have to be calling a realtor for Anthony Volpe. He might he might need to find a new home down in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Mm. I, I hate saying that, but have we reached the point now where Anthony Volpe needs to go down to Scranton for a little while? It's getting there. Um, I did a, <clears throat> I did a, a a little bit of a long breakdown on on him today and and just what he's doing overall. It, it's certainly getting to that moment where now you see more and more people talking about it. But I, I think what over his last thirty games or something like that, he's hitting one twenty, a two hundred on base percentage. It might even be a little lower now than the last time I checked. But Anthony Volpe is is not just struggling. I mean, he's not he's not existent at this point. And I I keep saying I give him at least to maybe July, maybe the All Star break. If he if he could get that number back to over two hundred, and you kind of see a little bit of progression. But this kid right now just looks absolutely lost up there. He's I mean, he, did, did anybody think he was going to get a hit last night mm. when he came up? I was like, well, the game's over. Forget it. And 186 with a 605 OPS and a 67 OPS plus. So, I mean, these are pretty <sighs> ugly numbers here. Horrible. 260 now, on base percentage. I mean, yeah, I mean that's 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 rough. I mean, well, it's it's not bad when you look at the 186 on uh, batting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what Is are you the, gonna? I mean, what do you do here? I and mean, you know, you look at the numbers like uh, the. You know, he stole his first base the other day in like three weeks because he's just not getting on base. He's, he was yeah. stuck on that 13 number, it seemed like for a month. Yep. So mm, I don't I know, man. And like, he, here's my big problem with it What are the Yankees doing to help him? That's are everybody's they doing question. anything to help him. That's everybody's question. Who honestly, who knows at this point? That's why I brought up that, uh, you know, every every time a bad at bat happens, you see the guys looking at the fucking iPad. I just want to break the I want to shove the yeah, iPad up their ass. I'm so sick funny, of seeing man. his iPad. Is there somebody in that dugout? Like somebody was somebody said it on the voicemail this morning on All Rise. They said, Pete, like, is there like a phone that connects from Paul O'Neill to the dugout? So he could get on the phone back, like, hey, here's what I'm seeing on yes. I'm I I have been talking about it. Is there anybody there that's been helping this kid? Because to me, it's a mechanical thing. Absolutely. It's obvious he got the power. He got so power. We know that. He got baseball IQ. We know all that. I still believe, I'll argue with anybody, the kid's a second baseman. He's not a shortstop. I think he'll be a phenomenal second baseman. At this point, here's the good thing for the Yankees, right? You swap him out, you're not swapping out for IKF. You swap him out for another top prospect in Peraza, who the majority of us thought he would be the starting catcher anyway. Mm -hmm. But Where's how that? does that look on the organization? And on top of that, would they admit that maybe they were a little too pushy on this. Well, but do you think they called him up to be productive right out of the gate, or did they call him up to develop at the major league level? Oh, I think it's development, but this is no longer development. Oh, right. this is bad. This He's is not bad. hitting 220. Okay. Exactly. That's, That's different. Right. 
So yeah, it's more than just let's give him a year of development to see what his game is because now, I mean, he's at the at-bat quota of someone that you've seen enough. And look, it would have been amazing if he would have kept that ball fair on on a Friday night, but all it would have done was mask the issue. That's all, yeah. you know, it would have bought another couple of days of, uh, oh, you know, star rookie or whatever people are, you know, and we it would have been the same situation. Like, I don't think anything would have been fixed if had he uh, had he uh, hit that home run on Friday night. And the reason why he didn't hit the home run on Friday night is because he's fucking flailing out of the box. So, exactly. You know, he can't stay in. Exactly. If he stays in on the ball, the, the, you know, that's that he probably has a lot better chance of keeping that ball fair. And that's, no. and that's the biggest problem right there is uh, you're right. Because I remember when I called it live, I was like, guys, you do know that if he's not stepping out the box that much, that's probably the ball game mm. because he has the hands. He got the quickness. He has all that for, it. he has all of that. It, it is literally just fixing that problem. Now here's the the other concern I had. I looked at some of his AAA footage. doesn't seem too, too different. You know, it does look like he's opening a little more at this level, but it's not too, too different. So my concern is that a lot of those scouting reports that even MLB.com put out, a lot of people that I spoke to, me and Dane talked to, they were telling us he struggles with high, good velocity, and he doesn't hit a slider well. Mm. And a lot of people we talked to both told us at the major league level, he's going to have to adjust unless it could be very bad. Yeah. And so far, it's been pretty ugly. We got a super chat from our boy Ra. Hey! Chime in on the Volpe situation here. He says the Volpe situation is unique because he skipped an entire level, and the Yankees are a huge proponent of making sure players conquer each level. They didn't do that with Volpe, and it backfired. Mm. And so let's bring this point up here, right? Because the Yankees went into the spring training, said it's an open competition, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who was the best shortstop in camp? Volpe. Volpe. Okay, it wasn't even close, really. Not even close. Yeah. So what do you do then? Is there, you know, if you can go back and, and change history, do you, do you give the job to IKF for, for three or four months, you know, three months until, you know, Volpe, Volpe gets, uh, you know, 100, 150 at-bats in AAA? Do you, you know, you can't, what are you going to do? Give it to Peraza, you know, and then take it away from him? I mean, what, what do you do? Volpe went out, you know, if you say it's an open competition and somebody is clearly better than everybody else in camp, I mean, you, the Yankees really didn't have a choice like, in this, you know, if, if that if that was the case. So, right. I mean, I don't know if you can go back in time because nobody's going to want friggin' IK. What would have happened if Volpe had that spring and the Yankees were like, well, he's going to start the season in, in AAA you know, maybe we'll see him in June. Maybe we'll see him in July. IKF's the shortstop till then. What would have happened? It would, it would have, been, have been wrong. Oh, there would have been riots outside of friggin' yeah. Yankee Stadium. So the way the way that I break that down is that I don't see anything wrong with sending him down. And I think that's the problem and the situation that the Yankees face. If they send him down and go, hey, look, there's some things mechanically that we feel like he needs to work on, and he's going to work on that at AAA. We hope he'll be back up, you know, in a couple of weeks. Just leave it, leave it simply as that. We believe this kid has a bright future. Look, you're the Yankees. You could do whatever the hell you want. One, Aaron Boone answers everybody like a moron every single night, and he gets away with it. So sitting there simply saying, hey, look, the kid need more. I think, first of all, I'll say this, just to answer what, what you said. I think the Yankees made the right choice by giving him the shortstop role. I think they made the right choice. Guess what? They don't always work. This one has not worked right now. 
The great thing for the Yankees is they got a kid that's hitting 308 or 310, whatever he's doing, in AAA that everybody believed is the best shortstop in the organization. Call him up eventually if it gets to that position. Announce why you're sending Volpe down and what he needs to work on. And that you expect that he's going to be a major part of the team down the line this year. That's simple and then leave it alone. And if he hits 190 in AAA, you got nothing to worry about. <laughs> he's just not. I mean, you have play. a lot to worry about if he hits 190 in AAA. Yeah, as <laughs> overall of a conversation of a bust, but not to the major league squad this year, especially if Peraza performs. It is what it is at that point. You know, uh, what, you can't uh, let's bring else. up a hypothetical. Well, let's say <clears throat> the Yankees are having a, t- a meeting right now, okay? And uh, they come to the conclusion. You know, we can't, we need to generate offense somehow. Peraza's tearing the cover off the ball. Volpe's just not getting the, the job done. You make the switch, right? Volpe goes down there. We check in on him a month. He's hitting 340, you know, you know, five or six bombs, stealing bases all over the place. But Peraza's up here doing what he's doing in AAA. How do you, you, you are now you leaving Anthony Volpe and AAA for the rest of the year because how are you gonna how are you then gonna pull Peraza back down or where's Volpe coming up to play? That's this is all. This is what I this is what I talked about before is when as an organization the Yankees got to be a little gutsy and ballsy. If that's me in that situation, adios, Glebatoris. Sorry. I, I know you've been one of the best hitters. I get it. I know it's a risk. If Anthony Volpe is a kid that we believe is part of our future, Peraza comes up here and stinging the ball. He's hitting, even if he's hitting 265, 270, and he's doing all of that, Anthony Volpe could come up and play second base for the Yankees. Like, and I think he'll be one of the best second basemen in baseball. That I'll, I'll, I'll put that, I'll say that right now. I said it earlier, I'll say it again. I think he's a kid that could hit two, you know, 20 plus homers, hit 240, steal a shit ton of bags, and probably play the best defense you'll see. At second base. He has great range, great baseball IQ. Put him at second base. And I would have no problem with the end. I wouldn't look at that and go, damn, they traded Glaber? What done? I look at that as, well, they made a right move for now and the future. And who knows what, maybe they get a left fielder back. And now they're really set up to go on a run. I, 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 that's, what, that's what I would do. And I think that's the best case scenario if that happens. You, you're not going to get an argument from me if you're trading Glaber Torres, but the, are the Yankees going to make that move? Are they going to say no. sit there and if that situation breaks Probably out not. and Peraz is up here tearing the cover off the ball, Volpe seemingly fixes what is wrong with him. He's down there in AAA tearing the cover off the ball, deserves the promotion, re, the re-promotion or whatever. He's going – He's going to stay in AAA, and the Yankees don't want that. This is a business move as much as it is as a baseball move. The Yankees, the Yankees want – I keep saying this because I, I think it's true. The Yankees want him to be on the posters with Aaron Judge. You know, ever notice when, when you see you know they're trying to sell tickets or whatever the hell they're, they're trying to do? It's Aaron Judge, Garrett Cole – and it's whoever the hell was standing closest next to them is always in the middle where you, sometimes it's Stanton, sometimes it's friggin' Torres, sometimes it's it's Nestor. But they want Volpe to be the center guy. They want him. They want him to be Judge Volpe Cole. That's who they want to trot out. That's what they want. They don't want to admit that this kid might not be who they thought he was. Of course. Of course. No doubt. He's, he's That's why I call him. You know, he's the golden child for the Yankees. You know, they, they want him to be that star. The story is there. It is marketable. They make money off it. They know that. Um, they don't have that way. They feel like they can't market Peraza the same way that Volpe can because he got the Derek Jeter story. 
So, you know, it's it's always going to be that first. Yankees are a business, like you said. Um, unfortunately, the fairy tale story isn't isn't starting off the way that they've wanted it to. So organizations have to make tough decisions. Look what the Cardinals did with Walker. He's come up and he's been a different player. So and he was in a 270 at this level. Right. That so, was a that was a little bit of a surprise when I you know, saw that, and but. there was a couple of things apparently he said they wanted to work on. He went down there and did it. And he's come up and he's been a better player. So I don't think it's like it's a thing that I would look at and go, well, Anthony Volpe's out of the Yankees' plans. I'm just seeing it as he struggled. It didn't work the first time. Let him, this, let him get his work and have move forward from there. Is this something you might be more lenient or flexible with of, of like seeing how this plays out if the top of the lineup was able to produce? I mean, look at these numbers during the six-game homestand. You had Rizzo go 0 for 19, <sighs> Stanton go 1 for 14, LeMahieu 3 for 15, Donaldson 2 for 18. I mean, those guys not producing is is magnifying the eyes on Volpe as this that's the storyline really is what's Volpe going to do because no one else is really stepping up and taking that spotlight away from him. Correct. I agree that that's part of it. I mean, anytime that Aaron Judge is not in the lineup, you need to find any anybody that's not producing, it's going to be magnified. So I mean, what yeah, okay, so what if Rizzo and Stan were hitting more like Rizzo and Stan, but mm-hmm. Even if Judge, let's say Judge was healthy and Judge was Judge and Stan was here, uh, he is here. Although some, he, for some reason he can't play on Sunday night baseball as the DH with a day off and the day off on Thursday, but he can't play last night, right? right. Uh, and Rizzo was, you know, I don't think Rizzo's healthy. I think that's part of the problem too, in mm-hmm. my honest opinion. Uh, if let's say these guys are hitting, Lemayu's closer to being a, a, an actual baseball player instead of looking like he's friggin' washed, right? Is Volpe that bad that you would still be having this conversation? Yeah, you. I honestly believe you'd still be having this conversation if all these guys are hitting up to their potential and everybody was healthy. That's how. That's how bad he's been recently. Yeah, and I actually, um, I saw a couple of people throw up that Gunnar Henderson has also struggled in major league mm-hmm. level. He, not even comparable to Anthony Volpe though. No, Gunnar Henderson has an 804 OPS. The guy's hitting 236. He, he got some of the best, if you believe in this stuff, one of the best exit velocities, max exit velocities, hard hit percentage in all of baseball. Anthony Volpe has just shown that every now and then at Papa Home Run. I'm not, Look, I love the kid. I, I, I say this all the time. But stats are stats and facts are facts. He has not been good to say that and everybody looks like, oh my God, you hit no. It's nothing to do with me hating him at all. The kid has not been good. He hasn't it, performed. There's no way an, of getting around these numbers. He takes an O for tomorrow. His OPS is going to be under 600. I mean, that, that, that plays, he plays every day. Yeah. And I'm not, like I said, dude, I, I I want this story to come true. I want this to be the fairy tale the Yankees want it to be. Why wouldn't I? Of course I want it to be. But, like, it's just not working out right now. And, like, I don't know if – if the Yankees sent him down, if we found that out tomorrow, the Yankees sent him down. I'm not going to go on Twitter and be like, these Yankees are stupid. No, no I'd be not. like, okay, it, it was probably time like, to get him out of here, let him breathe a little bit, and figure some stuff out. Now, my problem here, and I alluded to this earlier, is like, who's helping him, right? Okay, now, and I tweeted this, and I said – it doesn't matter if the game's on yes. It doesn't matter if the game's on a national broadcast. Everybody mm-hmm. does that does color for the Yankee games, they say the same thing about Volpe. 
what is Dylan Lawson doing? Okay. And now people are telling me, oh, it's hard to make in 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 season adjustments. Okay. Oh, bullshit. Well, if you're sub- if you're supposed to be the second coming of Derek Jeter, you can make an in-season adjustment, okay? That's yeah, that's, that's number one, okay? Uh, also, uh, oh, you can't blame the coach. I can absolutely blame the hitting coach in this situation because maybe I would give less grief to Dylan Lawson if he would shut up and not expose himself as a loser as he's done several times so far this year. And this was before Volpe sunk to 186. Well, he's hitting a professional 200. I'd be worried if it was reckless. You dumbass. Fucking 200 is 200. Like, you don't, there's no, you can't sit there and quantify, well, this guy's hitting 200, but but it's not a bad 200. No, 200 is bad. It's terrible. Guys don't stay in the major leagues when they bat 200. And this is exactly what happens. And it feeds into that the Yankees got rid of baseball people. No baseball person would ever utter those words out their mouth. That hitting a professional 190 or a professional 200, anybody in their right mind would go, bro, you, you must have, so you never played ball. No, actually, I haven't. Well, I would understand that. It's obvious you never played baseball. And the Yankees are bringing these guys in. And I, I just don't understand. I know for a fact, and again, I don't give a shit if some all oh, it's ego or this or that. If I was a guy like... Uh, Aaron Judge or or so and so. Matter of fact, Aaron Judge also said they tried to fuck around with his batting. He was like, "Leave me alone." He said it on the on the thing with him and Mookie Betts. He was like, "Yeah, they wanted to mess with my swing," and I was like, "No, I'm good." You know, leave me alone. Yeah, leave if me I'm alone, a guy bro. like Aaron Judge and Dylan Lawson comes up to me and goes, "Hey, Aaron, you're one for twenty-five. You know, here's what we got." I would look at him and go, "When were you one for twenty-five? Mm. Oh, you weren't. Okay, thank you. I'll figure. Out, I, I've done it. I'll figure out a way to get out of it." And just touching on Volpe real quick, here's some really serious numbers. So against fastballs, he's hitting 246, which is not bad. Eh? That's all right. It's good compared to where his average is. Sliders, he's hitting 143. Mm. Uh, changeups, 111. So again, the scouting oh. report is true. He hasn't been able to adjust to the off-speed pitch in Major League Baseball. Well, when you can't stay back, how are you going to hit off-speed Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He almost swung the other day at an outside pitch and fell backwards. I've never seen that in my life. That's how much he's opening. You know, it's – that's why, like, people want to get on Marcus Timms, like when Marcus Timms was here. Marcus Timms knows what it takes to be a Major League Baseball player. Like, he understands – he understands the mental grind of it. Like in maybe he wasn't the greatest baseball player, but he put the uniform on. He played. I was about to say, yeah, he's played. I don't get it, man. Like I don't that he. I don't want to say that the Yankees' philosophy is totally bad because I think, and uh, this is my opinion, I think Matt Blake's done a hell of a job with this pitching staff. I mean, yes. Uh, I want to give I want to give a lot of credit to Clark Schmidt, man. In his last five starts, he's been absolutely. Uh, Maybe phenomenal is too strong of a word, but in his last five starts, he's pitched 27 innings and he's allowed seven earned runs. And he well, allowed gotta... seven. He allowed seven earned runs in his in his previous start to this run against the Rays. So I mean, he's definitely figured something out, and he's been a lot better. I got a a little longer um, breakdown on that on Clark Schmidt. His last eight starts, 42 innings, 3.43 ERA, 38 Ks, 40 hits, four home runs allowed, a 1.24 WHIP over his last eight. Yeah, I took it from that that Tampa game when he got wrecked and he gave up seven runs in four and a two third. And since then, he's been really good. So, I mean, and that's 
you know, I gave him a lot of shit, and it, rightfully so at the beginning of the year. But this is kind of something I always wanted to see because I always, I always, I'll be honest, I always liked his stuff and wanted to see what he would be. And you know, if if this is who he is, man, that's as a back end of the rotation guy. I mean, you can't really ask for more. It's fantastic. Yeah, his first four <laughs> starts, he didn't go longer than four innings. Since then, he's only he's done that twice, but the rest is at least five innings in all of his starts. So at least he's eating up some innings as well. I think I think you know the Yankees may have you know they might have hit on Matt Blake. I think he's done a pretty good job with his pitching staff. But Dylan Lawson, like at least man, when Matt Blake talks, I don't sit there and go, dude, shut like shut up. Like Dylan Lawson what? looks like he should have been like 1930 sci-fi movies. Hey, something about is I don't care about stats as long as we score enough runs. You're not scoring enough runs, and you are woefully underperforming as an offense. Like that's yep. that is what they pay you for. He might have the worst comments of the season so far. Not and it might not even be close. I mean, those two comments right there to me. And again, this is why people. I don't know. Maybe I know if I'm paying these guys salaries, I'm sorry. If I hear that, I'm saying, hey man, pack your shit, get out. Who's the assistant you're in? Until we find somebody else. Hey, Paul, what are you doing? Get down in Mar. You want to be a hitting coach? I'm sorry. You're getting the fuck out. If that's your message to the people, that's your message to your team. Your team is hearing you say that. And there's a lot of young guys on this club. I mean, that is that, those words are just insane for somebody to sit there and say something like that when you're the New York Yankees. You're and putting you're, the you're, idea. Yeah, keep put, going, exactly. Sorry. No, good. You're, 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 just, right. you're, exactly. you're putting that idea in their heads that, hey, if I hit 200, I could be a starting shortstop for the New York Yankees. Yeah, I could, I'll get paid. I could stay on this team. Eventually. There's no consequence. There's just no consequence with the narrative yeah. that they keep pushing out there, and you're seeing the results of that. Yeah, bats have been good. Like you, you can have a good approach at the plate and just not have the not have the results, right? Because how up about until... Boone? He had a uh, Anthony Rizzo had a great uh, batting practice. He looked great in BP. Great, hey, un, un, unreal, right? When they're lobbing <laughs> it in there for you to hit the ball 400 feet. <laughs> Uh, which up until maybe like the last week or so, I thought that Volpe's at bats were still pretty good. He was just not getting the results because I like to see guys swing at pitches that they can hit, even if even if he's not getting the results. Swing at pitches that are in the zone that you know you can hit. Don't chase, you know, work counts. And I thought he he was doing that relatively well up until like the last week or so. Maybe the results weren't there. Even if you want, even if that's how you feel, right? Yep. And that's a response. Mm-hmm. That's a respectable reply. Listen, the results aren't there, but I like his approach at the plate. It'll come around. What's wrong with saying that? There's nothing wrong with saying that. Zero. And that, and that again, that goes back to one of my biggest problems that I have with this team. Because people say that, oh, P, what do you expect them to say? You don't got to trash a guy to be realistic. And that's the problem with this team is you do not have to trash a player to be realistic about the situation. It's going back to even last year. Remember the postseason? Well, I think he's having great at-bats about Donaldson. Everybody's going, bro, he's striking out every A-B. What are we doing over here? Like, just be honest about it. And, guys, we got way over 200 people in here. I think we're at, are we even at 100 likes yet? If not, guys, do us a favor and smash that like button 19 likes away. That's what I want at the beginning of the show. Like, okay, you don't want to bury Glaber Torres in front of the media. Fine. <laughs> But the first words out of your mouth are not to give him a pass for what he did. The same thing with, with Dylan Lawson. Like, this is 
This is not what you say. Well, if it was a reckless two, what, what's a reckless two hundred? Like he just like the pitcher throws the ball and he just fucking chucks the bat yeah. out. Is that reckless? Two hundred is two hundred. Yeah, I no, like his no appro- way around it, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just say I like his approach. He, the results aren't there. We're working on it. We're trying to we're trying to get him there. But I I I like his approach. You, there's nothing wrong in saying that. Just to, because you're being a demi- you're being a demissive asshole when you say shit like that. Like f- basically, is what he's saying is "fuck you." What the hell do you know what you're talking about? What do you know what you're talking about, bro? Bingo. Because that's just a dumb thing that for somebody to be employed by the Yankees who are in charge of the friggin' hitters to be saying. Yep. If I and you're right, bro. If I'm Aaron Judge and you come up to me and be like, "Here, work on this," you know what I would say? Get the fuck out of my face, please. <laughs> How many yeah, MVPs Chris. do you have? Because I have two. Yeah. Because he exactly. should have two. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm right. I'm right there with you. And and again, it just goes back to accountability. The Yankees are terrified all of a sudden of accountability. They can't do wrong. They cannot be incorrect. They can't make a mistake. They're, that's they're why like, it's like they're kryptonite. They refuse to admit it. Hey, we were wrong. Hey, bro, this and that's worked. exactly why, as much as we're gonna sit here and talk about Anthony Volpe getting sent down, it's not I, I can't see it happening because they're not gonna admit failure on him. This is not Aaron Hicks, dude, where you're just like waiting for for them to cut the cord on him because yeah. who who don't care? This is this is you you changed the entire outlook of your franchise for this kid. And now you're gonna send them down three months in and admit that this was a this was not the right maneuver. I'll be stunned if how bad what 150? Is that the number? 150? Bro, <laughs> I, I, I would I agree I with know. you. I would actually be shocked if they send him down and say, hey, you know, whatever reason. I would I would be absolutely shocked. I really would be. I would oh, be send him down just to get him yeah. away from Dylan Lawson. Just get Dude. away from him. Let Shelly Duncan teach him how to fucking hit. We yeah. got a forty nine ninety nine hey. super chat. Oh, our boy Ra said this. <laughs> this super chat is on behalf of my son. Oh, awesome! This is yeah. This super chat is on behalf of my son that will be born via C section tomorrow. It's early, but it's all good. Congratulations, bro. I got my ticket for September and I can't wait to tip my guy Christian properly. Time to rest up. NYY Listen, news forever. Uh, that's awesome, yeah, uh, Congrats, man. You know what, bro? Uh, as as a father of a C-section baby, when they tell you do not look over the curtain, don't look over the curtain. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they will hey, show Ron. you the baby and uh, everything will be okay. But congratulations, man. That's awesome. We're glad. We're happy to hear that on your. Yeah, that's uh, good, on, good stuff. Rod knows Uncle Pete says hi to the good old baby. I, I know the name already, okay, but I don't know if he wants uh, you to put it out. I want to jump. The, okay. I don't want to be first okay. on this, okay? Okay. okay. I don't want to have this first. Okay. okay. Sources. Sources. Right. Say. Sources. Okay. 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 All right. So let's uh let's round out the show here, okay? So we've been talking about <laughs> it. Aaron Judge is not in this lineup, right? Okay. So. Okay. Where's the offense coming from? Somebody's got to step up here. Where is it coming from? Okay. You can look up and down this lineup. The names are there. You look at these names and you're like, how could this team be averaging three, two or three runs a game in Aaron Judge's absence? Somebody's got to step up and take this offense by this team by the balls and say, hey, you know what? I know 99 is the guy. He's our guy, but I'm going to fucking do it while while he's out. And that guy's got to be John Carl Stanton, Okay. I don't I want gonna say him. that's gotta be the guy, dude, because when Aaron Judge was when Aaron Judge broke his wrist in 2018, okay, who stepped up more than anybody? It was it yep. was John Carl Stan. John Carl Stan put this team on his back when Judge was out with that broken wrist in 2018. Maybe he's not the same guy, five years of injuries or whatever, but 
nobody's got more potential to wreck pitching staffs on this ball club with Aaron Judge out than John Carl Stanton. And the and the and and the only way he can do this if he plays every day. John Carl Stan, what do you think is going to happen if John Carl? Honestly, is he going to break down and be on the IL for sixty days if he played last night? <laughs> then so be it, because it's going to happen anyway. Put He's this the guy H's. in the freaking lineup. I mean, what else can you? What, where else can you protect him? I, I mean, that's the that's the craziest thing about it is he's a damn DH. They, the more the only other thing they can do is throw bubble wrap around him and say, "Hey, man, you got to you got to get used to playing like this." I mean, th- that's the that's the most protection you can have is by letting him DH and doing that. And you, I think you mentioned this maybe before we went live, but you're spot on, man. Aaron Judge is out. I'm sick and fucking tired of guys need rest. I go in that club, I go, guys, look, here's the deal. Here's the start of nine. Prepare to play every damn day. Unless you got a serious problem, we'll keep you out. Other than that, you need to go out there and perform while the captain is out. You all know what he means. You got to be in a lineup playing. Enough is enough of this bullshit of picking it. Oh, it's the guy's off day. It's not the guy's off day. Can't have that. This is what we talk about. Are the, are the, did somebody just walk behind you? Yeah, it's my fiance. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dude. I was seeing shit. <laughs> I like you're talking to me, man. I'm like, I hope Somebody not. said to the other thing, Pete, I think uh, something just went behind you. I was like, oh, I didn't see anything. What was it? I, I just played along. And... <laughs> Look, what was I saying? Okay. Aaron judges out, right? This is what we talk about. Are the Yankees a serious ball club? No, because you rest John Carl Stanton on Sunday night baseball when the series is on the line and you're not generating offense as it is. And this guy is one of your best offensive players. Okay. You're resting him. Why? What why? What what is gonna happen? Oh, he's gonna pull another hamstring. Who cares? Let him pull it then. Let him point, do it. Yeah. What the fuck does it matter? What are you, what's what the you, difference? <laughs> What we're talking about are is the Yankees a serious club? No, they're not serious. Anthony Rizzo's on the bench. John Carl stands on the bench. Willie Calhoun. I can't believe I'm saying this. Willie Calhoun is on the bench. Willie Calhoun's been one of the best offensive players over the last two or three weeks. Stop rest. There's no rest days when Aaron Judge is hurt. There are no rest days. Damn Play right. these guys, and if they can't handle it if they're hurt or what. If they get so what? The season's screwed anyway without Aaron Judge. What the hell is the difference? 100% team true. is only going to go as far as Aaron Judge takes them. So, you know, I love Rizzo. I love Stan. If these guys go on the IL long term, you know what? It, it's not going to change the outlook of what I think the Yankees are going to be in 2023. Yeah. There's one guy that changes the outlook of what I think they will be. And this guy is currently on the IL. He's the best player in the friggin' world. So stop resting, guys. There's, I, I, I can't believe how, how the Yankees are just stuck in this, oh, well, he needs a day off. No, he doesn't. Like, I have my problems with Glaber Torres, but Glaber Torres might be the Yankees' best offensive player right now with Aaron Judge out, right? Overall, True. stop resting True. him. What is he, 26 years old? Does he, what does he need kid. a break for? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, <clears throat> I, I don't know. The, I, I think the best way to explain the Yankees is they become very complacent as a team. They're very accepting. Like, right now, they probably look... They, they, see, I look at standings right and I go holy shit we're nine and a half out that sucks the Yankees look at it and go we're in wildcard that's the biggest difference that's the biggest difference in this club compared to a team that really wants to win is that they don't go how do we catch the fucking race they go you know what we're in a good spot we could wait we could wait until Judge is back Carlos will be back soon we're okay they don't sit and it's not it's not panicking folks that's not panicking it's called being smart it's called wanting to win 
and every day making sure the best 26 men are on that roster. The Yankees don't give a shit. You want to know how I know? I watch every single game every day. That's how I know. That it's easy. They got guys performing in the minor leagues. They refuse to call them up year after year after year. They settle and settle and settle. And then hopefully they make a couple of moves. And they act like, okay, now we're ready to rock and roll. And if they lose, it's because we were hurt. That's the reason we lost. It's a great, it's a great process. That's their process. It's a great pro. If we lose, it was injury. That's all. We still got in, didn't we? We lost because of the injuries. And that's exactly what you know for a fact they will say this year. When yeah, well, they look lose. At, here's their outfield. Uh, their starting outfield yesterday, going left to right, was um, uh, was Jake Bowers, uh, Billy McKinney, and Willie Calhoun. <laughs> and their defensive substitution, defense, Pete, they brought this guy in for defense, was IKF. Yeah. Take you see, I don't care that Judge and, and Bader are hurt. I'm supposed to take that seriously. And another thing, too. What the fuck is Oswaldo Cabrera still doing in the major leagues? It's I mean, to, to, to me, it's just another guy that I'm just sitting there saying, what is his value to this club right now? You mean to tell me there's nobody out there that they could put in right now? And look, Greg Allen was that guy, and I understand that. And I like Greg Allen. He got hurt too. I mean, there's got to be other guys that fit the club better than what even a guy like Oswaldo Cabrera is doing right now. He's just not good. And the Yankees just continue to feel like, well, if we play him every other day, every now and then, he'll, he'll get a couple of hits. He's not. Just put the best guys on the team. And I really think if any of us here were able to have a couple of moves... For an example, like you turn on MLB to show and he goes, guys, put your roster that you would do right now with the Yankees. Guarantee you nobody. And you don't got to make trades. Just do call-ups mm. and figure out what the best roster would be. I guarantee you nobody would have that same damn roster. <laughs> nobody would. Oh, we're, no, my roster would look very different from <laughs> the one the Yankees have out there right now. And isn't lefties, don't lefties mean something too? That's that's what's been pissing me off for years is how they keep trotting out righties, righties. And that's another testament to this whole computer thing. Uh, the analytics factor taking yep. over is that they're not seeing just that that is the biggest advantage, arguably, in all of sports. Their right field porch. Damn right. What 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 previous Yankee uh, great team didn't have a, a lefty in that lineup? No, none of them. I mean, they all I never. If the Yankees don't win a World Series with Aaron Judge, and it's, I'm not going to say it's going to be Aaron Judge's fault, but if they don't win a World Series in Aaron Judge's career, I will take that to my grave, and I'll hate hmm. Brian Cashman forever. For How not old signing is he going to be when Cashman's gone? For if not signing gone. Bryce Harper. What is what has Cashman got? Three years after this? Something like that. Right? Yeah, I think. What, he what would what would Judge be at that time? 34, 35? Well, he's turning 30, right? He just turned 31. So, yeah. so you better hope that Cashman gets his shit together at some point and goes, you know what? You know, maybe this analytics shit hasn't worked too well. I'm going to listen to the recommendations of maybe a, a Sabian or somebody, and we're going to put a different club on the field because as of right now, they're gun shy to do anything. This team is very scared to do anything. They're very scared to take risk. And that's another thing when it comes to Ben Rortvet is like, like, like Ryan said, he's a lefty. Is a lefty platoon. You got a lefty and a righty. Why? Why is he in the minor leagues? Why? 
Why is Estefan Floriel, who is still 25 years old, also? I know he's not a godsend. I know he's not an all-star. But my God, the guy has an 1,000, almost an 1,100 OPS. You mean to tell me that's not warranted if I worked my ass off to get a shot? Mm. And if he doesn't work, like Christian said, bye. No more. You're not in the system at all no more. See you later. Best of luck somewhere else. Why is Peraza not up? Why do the Yankees sit there and go, hey, Josh Donaldson got six hits this year. Five of them home runs. Cute. He's hitting 130. <laughs> Who expects that to change? Nobody. Only the Yankees do. It's fucking ridiculous. It really is. It, 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 and it, it makes you, as a fan, it makes you want to rip your hair out. Because you sit there watching. This is fucking insanity. But they just keep doing it. Yeah, and that wasn't a joke, by the way. Six hits, five of them home runs. Yeah. That, that, is, that yeah. is pretty wild. The only thing I'll say about Wash Donaldson is he is a tremendous third baseman. Great third baseman. I yeah, agree. He makes a nice place. He okay. does. He's a very, very good third baseman. That is true. I, I don't know how you would even make this make sense, but I wouldn't have a problem if he became like a defensive replacement in late in games. Like I'm okay third with base, that. But <laughs> I don't know who's going to okay start at third base because DJ LeMayu has been absolutely mm-hmm. atrocious too. Uh, Peraza. Mm. I mean, if, if that's the quick move, and look, at some point too, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta remember this too. The Yankees gotta get younger. I mean, they gotta really just say, are, is this crop of prospects actually gonna work? And you just gonna have to play. You gotta take the, like you said, you want to win with Judge. Only friggin' chance the Yankees have to win with Judge, honestly, is that some of these young kids work out. If they don't, where are they where are they turn into? That's the if Volpe and Peraza, I guess are. Would be the two closest right now. If they, if they don't turn out to be anything, the Yankees are just—it's just going to be a vicious cycle <laughs> of of these top prospects that just don't work out for them. And that's why, like, you look at Aaron Judge, like, okay, since you know 2016, who's made it out of all these guys that came through the system? He did. Why? Because it's it's him. It's him. There's nothing to do with anything the Yankees mm-hmm. did. It's yep. him. <clears throat> Aaron Judge would have been a freaking superstar wherever he went. It just it so happened we got lucky enough that he did it here. He's doing it here. But it's nothing to do. The Yankees didn't the Yankees didn't make him a superstar. He made himself a superstar. That's right. I mean, many of us thought he was done. When he had that 50% strikeout rate, I wasn't sitting there going, Aaron Judge is still going to be a superstar. People didn't even care about him. You know, when Aaron Judge comes up, has a great year. And he worked out amazing. I mean, I, I feel like the Yankees, you know, there's, there's so many different, like, even if you look at this deadline and you go, well, what are they going to do? What can they do? I still feel like the system is the way to go because, one, Brian, uh, Hal Steinberg doesn't want to go over that Cohen tax where, you know, you start to pay for um, other other owners who, who don't spend money. And that's what that that penalty becomes, that you got to send them money. And it, it's ridiculous, but... Uh, unless you got to overpay again, maybe for like a Bellinger, you got to start saying, okay, we'll give you four prospects instead of two. And you got to cover most of his salary. And, you know, that's not always the way to go about business as you've seen the way it worked with Gallo. But they either got to just trust the young guys and go with it and see what happens and get rid of the dead wood. Get rid of all of it and just let him go. And maybe you do got to trade, like we talked about earlier, trade a, 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 a piece that's been good for you, like a Glaber Torres, to get something else that works. And hopefully Peraza and Volpe could handle it. 
You got to make tough moves when you want to win. Because right now it hasn't worked, and it's that simple. Whatever you're trying to do has not worked. You got to try something different. Right. It's uh, the Yankees have to try. They do. They need to get risky this year. They right. really do. And that's that's one of the biggest reasons I want Glaber Torres traded is because I'm afraid that they're just going to ride the status quo out and then they'll walk out the door. They'll get nothing for him. And it's like, yo, you had all this stuff on the table where you could have gotten something for him. And, and you were holding back a guy that could have potentially been really good for you. And you won't yeah. trade him either. The Yankees have huge – we say this all the time. The Yankees have huge commitment issues. They don't commit to anything. That's why I would almost be – that's why, like, I'm saying to myself, like, I would almost be okay if they let Volpe hit 120. At least they committed to him for the whole friggin' year because yeah. they're so wishy-washy on everything. Yep. Oh, Pete's my Rodon is going to bring this up too. I kind of – and I know, you know, I think Derek um, – and while our recaps, he got a little bit of uh, flack for this, but I agree with him. Even the other day when um, Willie Calhoun's leading off, why the hell is Willie Calhoun facing? Why is your leadoff man that night facing Carlos Rodon for? Why wouldn't you let Oswald Cabrera do that? He could bat lefty too if you wanted that type of matchup. Like, why are you doing that to your leadoff guy? Like, Willie Calhoun has been so damn good. It's kind of, it just feels like a dumbass backwards thing to do for an organization that's already injured. Like, you don't think about that? Like, hey, I know, you know, maybe you want extra BP, but... Yeah, let's not get you in there against Carlos Rodon, who barely pitched this year. His velocity's back up to about 93, 96, and he has no command because he's just getting back on the mound. But let's let you bat. You're leading off tonight anyway. <laughs> this doesn't fucking in, make sense to me. <clears throat> I was saying, you're modeling the uh, Carlos Rodon mustache. And so yeah. uh, Boonhead uh, said that, uh, I believe it's going to be Thursday, that uh, Rodon's going to throw the hitters again. Yep. And then if he comes out of that, okay, he's going to start his rehab. So then the clock starts ticking because once you start a rehab, it's 30 days uh, you have until then you have to come back. So July, mid July, we're probably looking at <clears throat> for, for Rodon to come back. Probably um, hold him out until after the all-star break. Yeah. And, oh uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And he's a dog, man. They need him. They need him. I, I still, a lot of people give him, you know, go at him now and, you know, give me, give me shit for saying to go get him. I love the damn guy, man. I really want him on the mound. I think the Yankees desperately need him. And I know people are going to, well, Peter's not pitching. Yeah, but when that postseason comes, you're going to want him. You're going to want him on your team. You know, even if he doesn't dominate the rest of the year, you're going to want him on that team, you know, when the, when the big games start to happen. But Brian Cashman and, and his whole team, they got to figure out this offense. And, you know, they got to figure out it very, very soon. Luckily for them, they do got some guys they can call up. But again, they just seem like they refuse to do it. Mm-hmm. Ben Rodvet to me is the most glaring guy. I mean, it's just it's just so obvious yeah. in my opinion that I, I can't comprehend what is the reason why. It just doesn't add up for me. Right, because we've been saying they can't make the tough move this year. They can't make any move because that's None. not really that zero. Tough move. It's just that indecisiveness. It goes from zero to ten. It's it's all yeah. situations they can't make up their mind. Yeah, that's the problem. Is uh, the Yankees they don't they don't make the. Uh, the hard move, and they don't make the obvious move either. So, yep. that's but, where the Hicks yeah. getting released was nice. That that did feel like they were taking mm-hmm. a step in the right direction, but it there was no build up from that. It seemed like that was the start of maybe some new way of approach, but it just they're kind of reverting back to their old ways. It feels it's like that was just for show at this point. This is what we talk about. They're so wishy washy on everything. Mm-hmm. Like the, you feel like there's a new regime, not maybe not a new regime, but a new like way of doing things. Like 
okay, instead of would I KF at shortstop, we're giving the kid the job. It's his, let him let him play, right, in spring training. And you're like, okay, I like that. Like, this is not something we've seen out of the Yankees, right? You know, after Aaron Judge got signed, you nobody thought the Yankees were handing out another $100 million contract. But they went and they got Carlos Rodon. So, yep. okay, so now you're back in this, this, this is, you know, you're backing all this stuff up. You know, never did I think that they were going to get rid of Aaron Hicks with two and a half years left on the contract. They got rid of him, but but then they still they they don't go all the way. You know, they just yeah. it's frustrating and they're complacent. They're complacent. That's the only way I could see the front office is they're very complacent because they because they know right now that they can say, Hey, we made a lot of moves. We brought back the guy that we brought back that we know we needed to. Injuries again affected us. And this is why we lost. This is the reason. Brought up a, a great point. Like you know, you and I and, and SGR and a lot of Yankee fans are sitting here and looking and like like we're nine games out. Like how do we make up that deficit? And the Yankees are sitting there like, that nah, we're not making that up. We'll, we'll just be a wild card team this year. It's fine. There's not there's not going to be other teams. There's not going to be four other teams better than us outside of uh, you know outside of the race. So we're fine. We're good. You know we're yep. you know. And that's what really annoyed. I know it was a COVID year and everything was all fucked up, but like that's what so pissed me off about 2020 is like the Yankees got to a number and they're like, well, we're good. We're not going to push it any further here. And that's what I feel like they're doing this year. Like, okay, Judge has been hurt twice. We're probably going to miss him for another couple of weeks here, but we'll be good enough to stay in it in a playoff race. When he comes back, then we'll lock up a wild card. You know, the Rays. They'll win the division this year. So what's the number the Yankees will get to? Oh, we'll get to 92 and we'll shut it down. That's what they're yeah. going to do this year. There you go. I mean, uh, Patty Sinclair in the chat brings it up. Ezekiel Duran, 310 average, 869 OPS. But, you know, there's a lot of these guys. He plays the outfield, he plays all over the infield. Um, and we also do give credit, as uh, Christian, you were doing. We always give credit to guys that Cashman finds and they play well. And, you know, he, he's been able to kind of do that dumpster diving but here's the big thing about the whole dumpster diving situation is you're the Yankees. And, and that is, I think, another thing that we get frustrated with is that you are the New York Yankees. Do I want you to have that trait and have scouts that can find guys? Of course. But when a big guy becomes available, I need you to go out there and man up and go get him. Right. If that's the case, you got to be able to man up and get that guy. And we do see that year and year. You know, like for an example this year, Let's just say, and, and I, I am told that there's a lot of good stuff that I've actually heard that the Yankees really would go after Juan Soto, for an example, if he's a, when he's a free agent, that they, they will go after him. My thing is, what if he became available now? And they said, hey, give us these four top guys. I think the Yankees say no. <laughs> and some people might agree with that. You have people that go, hey, Pete, I wouldn't do it because they could just sign him. But I want to fucking win now. And if you could give me a Soto judge in a lineup, and if Soto comes in, it's 230. Let me guess. Let me tell you what he's going to do, though. He's going to have a 400 on base percentage or a 380 on base, like he does right now. 400. He's having a great year overall. But I need to see the Yankees just go for it. On Soto with the store porch. So, something good yeah. comes available. Go Jesus. even look. I even like Bellinger. I know he's he's hurt, and knowing our luck, they'd get him and he'd be out for the year. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, things like that you got to take a look at, and you got to go for. Like Ryan said earlier, enough with the damn right-handed hitters. Get me some. Get me some lefties in this lineup. Get some left. You got Rort Vet down there. That's one lefty. That's a catching platoon with with Trevino. It's a great platoon. 
and by great defensively, both guys. Uh, uh, Rortvig got a better arm than both of them combined, and he, he's not a slouch defensively. He's very good. He's above, well above average, and he can hit. Why is he not here? Why can't you figure out a way that you know you got outfield spots open? Is Dominguez going to be a guy you call up in August? I don't know. Or do you go out there and just make a trade? Anybody here comfortable with Clay Holmes closing a big game in October? Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> There's a lot of concerns. And Bianchi's bullpen, don't get me wrong, they've been very, very good. They've been very good. Yeah. They've been, And I know we're going to get Hamilton back and all that, but we're the fucking Yankees, man. Stop playing this thing like we're the Rays or we're the Royals. Flex a little bit of muscle. I, I agree 100%, man. That's a, the frustrating thing is that the Yankees would rather, Brian Cashman would rather show you how smart he is with the with the Willie Calhoun pickups than actually going out there and getting a guy that's, you know, a starting outfielder, you know, a legitimate yeah. starting outfielder. So it's frustrating. Uh, the Yankees are going to hit Queens uh, this week, two games set against the Mets starting on Tuesday night here. Uh, the first pitching matchup is uh, who's lined up? Is it Cole? Cole lined I think up? Is it? No, it's Sevy and Sevy Sevy versus Scherzer on a <clears throat> on Tuesday, and then Garrett Cole against uh, Justin Verlander nice. on uh, on Wednesday night. Now, nice. <clears throat> knowing you know, Met fans are really down on those two right now, and rightfully so because they pitch like shit and they're getting paid like a combined eighty five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on the Yankees luck, especially without judge, these guys are going to go out there and spin a couple of gems. But if the, and I said this earlier it, uh, in our, I think it was in our group chat. Uh, if the Yankees light up Verlander and Scherzer without Aaron judge, somebody's getting fired over there. Oh, I yeah. Mean, oh yeah. If this Yankee offense beats up those guys bad, somebody got to go at this point. I mean, that's yeah. terrible. <laughs> Not a good look. Not a good, Not look. at all. Oh, uh, <clears throat> what would be a real good look is if we saw you out at the Audi Club on uh, September 23rd for Aaron Judge bobblehead night. But more importantly, it's NYY News TV Day 2023 Part Two. Okay, uh, third time's a charm. We're gonna get a W. We're gonna okay. get a victory. Okay, right, third time's a charm. All right. Okay, no more losing streak. Okay. So we're we're progressing because last year the Yankees got no hit on NYY <laughs> News TV Day. At least they scored right. a couple of runs uh, this past uh, in April. So hopefully we'll get the win here. And I seen the prototype of the bobblehead. It's beautiful. So you're definitely gonna want to go out to Yankee Stadium for that. Uh, and head over to Twitter. Follow us on uh, on Twitter at NYY News. What is it? I I don't even at know NYY what NYY News TV. At NYY News TV and then at NYYST underscore podcast. Okay. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> so the Yanks and the Mets this week, Subway Series. Uh, some you got some nice pitching matchups, but uh, you know, when Pete Alonzo, that goofball, and uh, Aaron Judge aren't in the lineup, it does take some of the some of the sexiness away from it. But also kind of glad we don't have to hear Pete Alonzo's better than Aaron Judge all oh, week. Please. So. <laughs> Anybody even says that you're a fucking moron. It's not even it's not even a comparison. It's not even close. I mean, Mets fans know that. They're not that stupid. Yeah. We want to thank everybody for their continued support of NYY News TV and NYYST. We want to thank everybody for listening and watching episode 336 of the podcast. SGR. Go Yanks. Pete, say goodbye. Peace.
before it hits the front 